Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Being a parent can be really challenging. It's normal to feel uncertain about whether you're doing the right things to raise healthy and happy children. That's why Child and Family Resource Network focuses on connecting pregnant parents and those with kids under the age of five with free support services to help them build confidence in their parenting journey. Everyone deserves to have someone they can turn to for support with parenting. Visit childandfamilyresourcenetwork.org today. This is how it's always been. I'm on the outside looking in. Welcome to Double Love, the podcast in which we explore the strange and terrifying world of Sweet Valley High, book by book. I'm Anna Carey. I'm Karen Moynihan. And um, despite what my notes say, because apparently <laughs> I got them all wrong, uh, this is episode 44. Okay. I had written down 45. Yeah, in you, my, you were close. I was. Close. <laughs> and book 41, and it is Outcast. And as you might remember, the last book ended on a, well, a dramatic note. It's Very an understatement. dramatic, yes. With the funeral of Regina. Oh my God. And I'm afraid... It's it, very upsetting. It really was. We were genuinely quite moved. We were. We got a lot of feedback from, from you guys. Uh, <laughs> I don't know if you were quite as moved as we were. Yeah. <laughs> we were very in the moment. <laughs> we did find out that a lot of you had vowed never to do any cocaine. Mm. I was going to say two lines of coke at a party given by a drug dealer <laughs> called Buzz. But apparently the anti-drugs message really worked. There you go. So, uh, yes, Outcast continues where we left off. And we're, we're going to continue uh, with some taglines and blurbs. Yes, let's do it. Karen, can you take us away? Okay. Will anyone ever speak to Molly Hecht again? Well, yes, yeah. but it'll take a while. It will. Mm-hmm. She's got some work to do. She Well, the rest of them have some work to well, do as well. Well, everyone has some work to do. <laughs> they always do. <laughs> I mean, this is the tip of the iceberg. Oh, God. <laughs> the back blurb is, cover line is, no one to turn to. Oh, my God. Well, she's always got Liz. But actually, <laughs> she sort of doesn't. She sort of doesn't. <laughs> Given the Zerks. Like, not really surprising. Oh, God. Okay. <laughs> Ever since Regina Morrow's tragic death at Molly Hecht's party, everyone has been treating Molly as if she has the plague. Oh. Nobody at school wants to talk to her. Her parents have permanently grounded her. Dramatic. Isn't it? And even her good friend, Justin Belson, is avoiding her. Justin. Every time Molly tries to make amends, nobody will listen. So when Buzz, (laughs) a drug dealer who's hiding from the police, calls Molly and announces he's leaving town, she's more than ready to go with him. She'd rather flee to Mexico (gasps) with Buzz than walk the halls of Sweet Valley High alone. So you know it's bad. She'd rather leave Sweet (laughs) Valley. These are some drastic measures. (laughs) Only Elizabeth, of course, senses that Molly is troubled. (sighs) But even she may be too late to stop her from running away with a fugitive. (sighs) I mean... It's, this book has a lot. It does. That's also kind of the entire plot. Actually, that is true. Like, I can't believe they're even giving just, away the buzz part because when he turns up, it's kind of a... <gasps> he's back. <laughs> or it yeah. should be, but no. Um, uh, I don't know if the cover lives up to this drama. It, Yeah, it's not quite, but it's still a great cover it is in its own cover. right. I, I just think... I do enjoy it. James Matthews, Mr. Trick, having, not putting buzz in on the scene. Oh my God, I really want to see what he would have made of buzz. <laughs> we all do. 
sticker on. But yeah, this cover. So there's three girls on the cover. One, I presume in the foreground, is Molly. Hmm. Um, and then there's these two girls behind her. They're just two random students, I guess. It's one we of don't them seems to be know. Princess Diana. They, <laughs> They're all rocking that feathery, feathery blonde kind Very, of Very, sort of ash blonde. Or maybe yeah. it's just my cover is faded. That's who yours. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, it's kind of, it is like that gotcha. kind of ashy colour. So yeah, so she's in the foreground looking really sad and downcast. And then these two girls in the background are very obviously gossiping. Oh. So like her hand up to her face, like, <laughs> like she's whispering secrets very subtly. Um, the ultimate symbol of gossip. But what's amazing about this is that everyone looks like they're wearing pyjamas. Oh my God. God, um, they really do. Yeah, I'm assuming it's just the usual what? silk shirt that they all seem to oh, be well, obsessed with. Oh, standard teenage <laughs> druggy look is a silk shirt. But they genuinely look <gasps> like they're in pajamas, like You're fancy right. pajamas. A very baggy. Yeah, Molly's is striped, loose fitting. <laughs> yeah, I, I have a pair of pajamas, but I got. Yeah, <laughs> I mean they look like cozy pajamas. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. If that's the image I would want to give on the cover of a book. It's all about like fleeing <laughs> the scandal of it all. Yeah, <laughs> fleeing the police. With a yeah, it's it's not fugitive. it's not really capturing mm. <laughs> what's going on, but it's it's a it's still quite entertaining. It, oh, say. it is, and I think uh, it's it's the especially the hand to the face whisperer. Yes, she's doing. A lot of acting. Oh, she's yes, she's selling it. Really, yeah. <laughs> I love it. Molly's just a bit more sort of sullen. Yeah, you think she'd look a bit more sort of dramatically anguished. Yeah, like she's quite uh, dramatically anguished in the book. Hand up to her forehead, exactly. maybe. <laughs> like she's about to faint. <laughs> she looks like she's just going to bed. It's like, mm. oh, I see you lads. Yeah, <laughs> this lover party's over. Night, bitches. <laughs> yeah. Oh well, she, Molly doesn't have that much uh, spirit no. in this book. She's quite downtrodden. Well, and. Uh, and who can blame her? Because the book begins where we left off at the yeah, end of the last it's one. It's a proper two-parter. Very it? much yeah. so. Yeah, there isn't even, like, it's the same scene. Yeah, it doesn't miss a beat. It's straight back into, like, immediately after the funeral service they had in school for Regina. Isn't They're it? literally walking out of it. Yeah, yeah. And Jeffrey comforts Liz. And Liz sees Amy and Bruce. And this just highlights how unfair the treatment that Molly gets mm. in comparison to this sh- shower. <laughs> Shenanigans. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, Liz spies Amy and Bruce. Amy is is like really defiant. Yeah, it literally she's, says she's holding Bruce's hand defiantly. Yeah. It's like, really, have a bit of fucking class, will you? No, oh. the fucking memorial service. Yeah, the girl that you actively schemed against. Who literally <laughs> said a week before she, a week ago, before she went off on a drug rampage, you make me feel worthless. Oh, God. At her. Yeah. Like, Toning it down, Amy. And then there's this really kind of sickening moment where Elizabeth says, you know, Regina understood and, you know, it's not your fault. Which is fair enough that she says it because that was Regina's I message. I guess, but yeah, because it's it's this letter that she got from Regina from beyond the grave. <laughs> um, so, yeah, she's just telling, yeah, because Regina did say in that letter that she doesn't blame Bruce and Amy or yes. doesn't hold it against them. But then there's this moment where Liz looks into Amy's eyes and it's like, <laughs> oh, we have a connection. Why? Fuck off. Why? Amy does not feel in any way guilty or even no. sad, yeah. as far as I can see. <laughs> <laughs> so why are you having this, like, special moment? Now, for the first time since Amy's return, Elizabeth felt as if they were looking straight into each other's hearts. 
Elizabeth met Amy's worried gaze and nodded slowly. And Amy let out a long drawn out sigh of relief and sadness. That's absolute bullshit. Like she yeah. didn't give a shit. No. <laughs> and there's, I mean, she didn't give a shit about actively pursuing Bruce. Yeah. He was going out with Amy and she doesn't give a shit now. No, she doesn't. Like. And that's it for Amy and any guilt. Yeah. No, it's really annoying because especially when Elizabeth is like, you know, she didn't hold anything against you. And when I read that, I was like, I hold it against you. And I think you're assholes. <laughs> Yeah, it's like Amy doesn't have to feel guilty. It's like she did. She does. She should. Yeah. And she didn't feel guilty. She so didn't it's not feel like guilty. That's true. Her. Oh, God. And Jeffrey drops Elizabeth home and they all ponder how Regina could have ended up doing drugs with that, that dodgy crowd at all. And there's a lot of bit of a PSA. Oh, very much so. Yeah, they come home to find like the, the both parents are at home and, and Stephen's Stephen. home from college. So of it's course. like serious meeting about drugs time, you guys. <laughs> Though, of course, if they were Irish, Stephen would have come home to the funeral. Oh, that is true. Yeah. yeah. Only, Not, only no one went to the fucking funeral. Uh, it was so uh, weird. Very strange. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, they all... Oh, and Stephen sort of bonds over losing somebody too young. Yeah, I suppose which he can quite, relate. Yeah. yeah, which is quite sad. Yeah. But then, yes, there's a very tedious talk with the Wakefields about drugs are the answer. <laughs> and then Jessica gets up... One of the most... In fact, possibly the most sickening things about this book is the fact that Jessica, who didn't really give a shit about Regina when she was alive, <laughs> wasn't friends with her is so, so loves picking on people that she's really outraged about Molly. Like, she's more outraged about Molly yeah. than Elizabeth. That's true, actually. Who yeah. was very close to Regina. Whereas it's all being driven by Jessica being like, oh, Molly's <laughs> like the worst. She did this. Like, you didn't even like Regina that much. Exactly. <laughs> and if you're going to blame anybody, blame your fucking friend. <laughs> yes. Amy takes no heat in this book and it's ridiculous. None. And Ned points out that uh, nobody forced Regina to go to yeah. the party. But Liz. And actually, Liz's feelings are very realistic because it's somebody who, over the course of the book, this is not a spoiler, is aware that they're they're not really being fair, but they just can't help because they're in a state of grief. True, yeah. So she sort of can't help thinking, blaming Molly, even though it's... Yeah, she's, head, she is kind of like the obvious target or whatever, and you feel like you should take it out on somebody, I guess. Yeah. yeah. Jess actually admits then that she wasn't always particularly nice to Regina. <laughs> Fuck's sake. At least she has that much self-awareness. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fat chance. Uh, but now she wants to do something for her. And Alice is all like, that's amazing, honey. Instead of saying, do you know what? Maybe you could learn from this and actually be yeah. nice to people. <laughs> Maybe take a life lesson or two for once. <laughs> Again, fat chance. No, no chance. And Liz is a bit sceptical, understandably <laughs> so, <laughs> that Jess will actually follow through on this desire to do something nice. Uh about well, for Regina very fair yeah, yeah. <laughs> given her previous form I mean why would you believe it mm-hmm. and Liz is all sad understandably about never seeing Regina again and there's a, such a dodgy part about uh, Elizabeth hadn't been able to believe no one had that Regina was deaf oh, there God. was nothing handicapped about <laughs> her <laughs> what does that even mean oh oh good lord yeah um, <laughs> <laughs> yep. So uh, there's yeah. There's by the way, the word handicap is going to be is used quite a lot. It in this does book. get bandied around quite a bit. Yes. <sighs> so Liz goes to her room to be sad, and we read Regina's letter. Yes. Yeah. Cut to the cafeteria where Jess is lunching with Lila and Kara, and everyone's subdued mm. in a slightly like 
like they're all it's an almost like that sort of contagious hysteria that they're all yeah. working themselves up into being sad but <laughs> like two weeks ago you were leaving Regina sitting on a on around at a table true nobody was talking to her at the party for like no reason yeah while yeah. Amy was knocking her boyfriend behind a tree oh man and uh, they uh, Jess mentions her plan to do something for Regina and but they don't have an idea yet so they're all still a bit subdued until they see Molly. Uh oh, that livened them up. No, no. And they they keep saying things like, uh, "Everyone who hangs out with bu- anyone who hangs out with Buzz is bad news." Because how do they all know about Buzz? I know. It's like suddenly everyone knows who Buzz is. Yeah, he's a he's a to- <laughs> like as if they had always known. Yeah, yeah. And there is kind of an amazing bit where Kara wonders, like, you know, the police caught that guy. <laughs> And Lila says, are you kidding? Lila snorted. My father says the police in town are worthless when it comes to that sort of thing. And he's entirely correct. I mean, seriously, it was up to, somehow, it was up to a college student and private detectives to take down a drug dealer in the last book. It's like, what the fuck were the cops doing? And also, this is the thing that is only dawning on me now. How come they didn't arrest Buzz? Oh God! Well, he ran. I think he legged it out of the house before Did they. He? Yeah, I think okay. in Did the confusion. Say that? I think oh, in the confusion, right. Buzz like slips out the back door. Oh, okay. And they just you know never thought to give chase. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> I don't know. But yeah, we We're know. Bus this party. The... Where's the drug dealer? <laughs> <laughs> Who cares? Rod Ebbs. Yeah, they are. They are not the most proactive. No. So uh, in fairness, Mr. Fowler is entirely right. Oh, he's bang on. Like yeah. yeah. <laughs> and they they all wonder you know whither Buzz and his body is in touch. With them and apparently Justin they've all noticed this Justin is keeping his distance yes yeah yeah he's avoid everyone's avoiding Molly like yeah including Jan Brown does she even turn no open this she, she really got away with I murder you were right she, she was a narc <laughs> yeah <laughs> she's just suddenly disappeared back into the ether. back into the force back at some other party asking kids if they do drugs <laughs> <laughs> hey where can I get some drugs kids oh, get a load of this yeah. <laughs> oh, that was buzz actually <laughs> Um, so yeah uh, Molly is completely alone no jam and uh, it's Jess is being a a massive bitch and (laughs) declares authoritatively authoritatively yes Mm -hmm. that everything was Molly's fault and she deserves to be an outcast (gasps) but not the fun kind from Atlanta with you know (laughs) songs and rapping hey yeah indeed So outside uh, the school, Justin is all miserable. Oh, he's, he's even more moody and tormented. Than even more so, my God, he's really ramping it up again. <laughs> Saying something. Yeah. And we're reminded that Regina had made him feel happy for the first time since his dad died. Though I thought Molly had kind of got him through those tough yeah, times. Yeah, well, I suppose maybe Molly kind of, yeah, helped him through it. But then Regina, he was actually kind of happy around yes, her. Yes, because maybe? he didn't have to keep worrying about Rather her. than just like just surviving kind yeah, of. Yeah, good point. Yeah. He can't even bear to think about Molly because she reminds him of what happened at the party mm. and he tells himself that, which is kind of true, that she, Molly and Jan made Regina feel so awkward and uncomfortable. She did coach us to fit in. That's true. Like They did go out of their way to make her feel really awkward. Like, oh, goody toes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they were bitches at that party. Like. They were. And Molly approaches Justin and in true sweet very high fashion, he runs away. <laughs> Literally, <laughs> runs flees from her <laughs> now we get inside Molly's head yeah the first time it's not a good place no like obviously she's really upset and like yeah. the fact that everyone's just ostracised her in school is pretty tough going including now you know her 
ex-boyfriend and yes. one's close friend Justin mm. but like yeah she's kind of just wandering off and really sad but like she's quite rightly asking like there's like a voice whispering in her head saying but are you the only one to blame yes what about Bruce and Amy what about Justin and Buzz and Jan and what about Regina herself and it's like yes, yes. Molly what these are all these people? very fair points yeah. what about those fuckers exactly which yeah. no one else seems to be considering no it's just the fact that Bruce and Amy get away so lightly with this so is annoys infuriating me. it really really enrages oh. me and it keeps the rage we threw at the book <laughs> and in the subsequent ones where Bruce is just like hey yeah I'm back ladies like are you kidding me <laughs> so much for grief oh. and uh, yeah she's um, she does feel guilty as well so it's not even as you say it's just like a little part of her is saying yeah. this isn't your fault because a big part of her is thinking it is it my is, fault yeah. I am yeah. terrible and she's just really isolated and alone and it's, it's actually quite well rendered it is yeah and like you do feel bad for her because like people are physically moving away from her all day long in school to the point that like she actually hangs around in the toilets until everyone's gone so she can just walk home without having to pass by anybody and have them like well shun her shun her basically yeah and she doesn't she doesn't even go to the library which is usually where people go when they're you know seeking (laughs) seeking solace solace. (laughs) and of course when she goes home there's no release there her dad has turned up from uh, San Francisco yeah he's come home to yell at her and tell her it's all her fault by the way it is a bit hypocritical of uh, Mrs. Hecht because Molly's mother because we're told in the last book that she fucks off every year yeah and her daughter throws a massive party and her daughter was clearly not in a good place also Molly's little brother was at that party too Tyler yeah he was the one who was like hey everybody yeah Buzz has got the good stuff and it's like where is this kid for this old book yeah also Mrs. Hector are you feeling a bit guilty about leaving your underage children maybe don't be so fucking neglectful (laughs) yes because they're clearly not Okay, not to be trusted and not okay on their own, but she still fucks off every year. 14 year old and a 16 year old, Mm -mm. and it was also like clearly a thing in the last books. Like, oh, this happens every year. Yeah, it was like, oh, party time in Molly's house of your small children. Like, last year she'd probably been 15. And Tyler, god, he's probably hopped up on Betty's way now, (laughs) speeding down the highway somewhere. (laughs) Another Enid. So Molly tells them that everybody's like treating like her, her like a murderer in yeah. school because they just give her a break. And then, of course, her mother runs away crying. Oh, for fuck's sake. Takes the responsibility, Mrs. Hector, the grown up here. Yeah, like they really, they're, they're pinning absolutely everything on Molly. Like they're really not, uh, you know, their daughter's clearly quite distressed and all yes. they're doing is yelling at her and basically saying, yeah, it is your fault and you deserve whatever you get. And yeah. she's like tearfully begging them to like transfer to a new school or something. Yeah, she's and they're just having, like, like some sort of breakdown. Yeah, and they're just like, no, you deserve whatever yeah. you get. <laughs> wow. Dad literally says, you gotta take what's coming Fucking to you. Fucking hell, like parenting. Yeah. And uh, Molly, is, it's just unbearable for her and she feels so guilty and she wishes that she could be forgiven by Liz and Nicholas but she knows, understandably, that she can't expect that. Yeah. So it's it's quite like she's very self-aware. She's actually very sympathetic. I think she's somebody who feels really guilty and knows that she can't expect people to forgive her. True. Yeah. Yeah. So it's it's quite uh, quite a poignant scene. Mm. So the castle in the Casadel Wakefield, I guess it's the next morning. Jess tells Liz that she's got a special Pie Beta Alpha lunchtime meeting planned. <laughs> And it's a reminder yet again that Liz is a member in name only. Why? Yes, she's too good for the PBA. <laughs> but why is she in it? I know, just fucking leave. <laughs> exactly. Is she like paying them her her, her dues? <laughs> like, yeah, waste of money. She, is she not allowed to wear the jacket if she doesn't go oh, to the meeting? Well, in fairness, I would pay my PBA dues to wear those. To wear that jacket, <laughs> come on. That's the old woman. <laughs> 
So, yeah, we're reminded that Jess has a plan to commemorate Regina and Liz is is pleased. She's very proud of her sister. But yeah, she's actually got a specific plan now. Mm. And at school, Liz tells Enid, who's like, oh, okay. Well. Yeah, is Enid in PBA? Yes. I must, I must have forgot that. So I, I was like, really? Enid? <laughs> <laughs> Just in because she's Wakefield okay, friend. I guess, yeah. She has connections. Exactly. <laughs> So at lunch, Jess is is quite uncharacteristically nervous as she reveals her plan. Yeah, it's not like her. Mm, very much uh, out of character. And she mentions Liz's recent uh, scholarship <laughs> shenanigans, which we were all trying to forget. Yeah, well, I suppose she was inspired by the fact that that scholarship had been set up for like a girl who had died young. Yes. So she's like, girl. yes, so that had given her an idea. Yes, and uh, she says that she would like to commemorate Regina with a scholarship as well for someone who would overcome a handicap, oh God. do air quotes, and or a hardship. By the way, ridiculously, Maria, who we were literally told in the last book, in the scene from Regina's point of view, when she was staring at her at the barbecue, mm. uh, wasn't barely knew Regina. Bursts into tears. Oh god! Yeah, suddenly everybody was Regina's best fucking yeah, friend. Yeah, that's like. what I mean about that slight sort of hysteria. Yeah, that you're takes right. It's like it's just contagious. Yeah. yeah. And uh, as my notes say, fuck off, you drama queens. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, yeah, they talk about how to administer this scholarship thing. Maybe a committee voted on more by students. Oh my god! I, I just heard that these kids fucking love a bit of bureaucracy. They are mad for an out committee and a board and voting and presidents. And it's like, oh my god, just go to the beach. It's so boring. <laughs> Jess, of course, hasn't thought of the admin details because fairness to her, that's not her staff. That's not, yeah, she's not the numbers woman, really. And yeah, she says they could sort it out later. Yeah. And then she says, oh, but but this will actually cost thousands. Somehow, these American 16-year-olds are all shocked that college is going to cost thousands. <laughs> My American ex-boyfriend would go to college a few, this late lady probably started college in about 1990. And I remember him telling me how much college fees were. And now we went to Yale, so they were, but okay. still, yeah. they were tens of thousands oh. per year. Oh my God. Per year. How does anyone get to like, go to college in America? Like? It, was, it was as much as a, you know, small mortgage. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, like, I'm just, I do not buy that everybody is like, what? Yeah. Cost money to go to college. Anyway, they're somehow going to raise that all. With they're going to the, do a bake sale. It's okay. <laughs> They've got it covered. <laughs> And uh, we're reminded of Stuart, uh, Susan Stewart's uh, dad, old Jackson. Oh, yes. Oh, he's Famous uh, film director, Jackson Croft. Um, bit of continuity there. Famous baby abandoner. <laughs> yeah, well, all forgiven <laughs> and forgotten. Yeah. And yes, he's going to, Susan is like, oh, he can donate some movies that we can screen. So they've got a, a variety of schemes. Yeah, everyone's coming up with ideas and they're all excited now that there's kind of something to focus on, I guess. Yes. And Liz is very touched and hugs Jess, who was like, what? Turns out having a good idea actually feels good. It's like, what is this human emotion yeah. that I <laughs> Weirdly, putting all your energies into being a bitch doesn't always <laughs> feel great. <laughs> well, it uh, doesn't last long, so don't yeah. get too excited, listeners. <laughs> After school, uh, Liz meets Jeffrey and they cry over yet another very sad End of St. Vincent Millay poem. And uh, by yeah. the way, I checked and they did have to get permission for it. The, did they? It's a copyright thing. Because it's the entire poem again. Yeah. And it says, in, if you look at the copyright page, oh, yeah. it says, Time does not bring uh, time does not bring relief, you all have lied, by Anna St. Vincent Millay from Collected Poems, Harper and Row, copyright 1917-1945 by Anna St. Vincent Millay. He so printed by permission. Weird. 
That's a lot of effort to go through. Isn't it? It's like, were they just trying to bring up the word count or <laughs> did they lose a bet or something? <laughs> <laughs> it's one of the related yeah. symptoms. There's like, a, there's get some money in the estate. There's motives in here that we just can't quite put our fingers on. Yeah. <laughs> as you say, it is the whole poem. Yeah. And Jeffrey quite sensibly suggests getting involved in Jessica's plan will, you know, make her feel better. And yeah. she agreed. And she's uh, surprised that they're both surprised that Jessica actually came up with the good idea. <laughs> Who isn't? <laughs> meanwhile, Molly is like literally meanwhile, while this conversation is taking place, Molly is heading out of school and she sees Jeffrey and Elizabeth and she doesn't want to walk past them but then she yeah. feels like weird because she's, she's like she's eavesdropping but she actually just wants to go home but feels like she can't walk past them and uh, yeah it's quite it's awkward ge- yeah, and it feels quite convincing and she wants to talk to Liz because she knows how noble Elizabeth oh, is oh that pissed me off <laughs> it, it was well known that Elizabeth Wakefield could be counted on as sympathetic honest and scrupulously fair oh god <laughs> Oh like I love how everyone's obsessed with Elizabeth. Yeah, like even though this isn't about her, it's still about yeah, her. <laughs> always, of course. And uh, yeah, she she does approach Liz after Jeffrey goes. Yeah, and and this again is realistic because Liz just can't bear to talk yeah. to her. No, she just can't deal at all. But she's and not mean to her. She's not. No, she does say that she's sorry, but she's just like, look, I can't, I can't talk to you. I'm sorry, and just kind of. And she says, I don't her, hate she? you. Yeah. And uh, but she just she just can't can't do it. And uh, though, as my notes say, how could she bear to talk to Amy mm. and Bruce? How would she like to share little moments with them? Yeah, you think she might think? Do you know what? Maybe if you hadn't stolen her boyfriend, and <laughs> none of this would fucking happen. And Bruce, maybe if you hadn't cheated on <laughs> her publicly. Yeah, we're never going. Who stop. needs logic? <laughs> no, we're never going to stop being angry about this. So Molly is devastated because a Wakefield has rejected her. Oh my God. Yeah, like literally now that Elizabeth and Justin had turned away, nothing seemed to matter anymore. And like at least Justin, you know, was her ex-boyfriend and yes. a close friend. Yes. But like did her and Elizabeth ever even say hello to each other before this? Like suddenly no. everything hinges on Elizabeth. Oh, Come on. Well, she is the son about which Sweet Valley revolves. <laughs> so she wonders sort of randomly through the streets. Yeah. A tragic scene. Aww. And she finds herself at the cemetery oh man oh this is quite sad it is but she's she, like the only person she can burden herself to this is it the only person who won't actually run away from her oh because <laughs> they can't because <laughs> they can't because <laughs> they died at your house sorry Jesus. oh no I'm as sad as damn it Anna <laughs> I'm <been> sucked in <laughs> yeah she's uh, she could just talk to Regina yeah well that's what she thinks she's going to do anyway oh but she can't oh no because Nicholas Morrow is standing there he's yes. putting flowers on Regina's grave <gasps> and being really upset hmm so and this is, yeah, he's she, being quite dramatic, he, but fair enough. Well, yeah, but she kind of hides behind a tree because she's like, oh no, I'm eavesdropping again, but I just want to he, go about my business. Because he literally says, oh, by the way, I'm not mocking sibling grief, but uh, this is very uh, dramatic. Oh, Regina, why did it have to be you? I told you not to go to that party. I told you. It's very shaking his fist at the sky type <laughs> of stuff, isn't it? <laughs> it really is. And Molly is just like, oh shit, I should not be yeah. with this so she tries to go but then she she cracks a twig no and Nicholas sees her yeah he is furious oh he certainly is oh my god yeah he just like yeah, he's like how dare you come here he whispered his whole body beginning to shake <gasps> but like he starts yelling at her then he's like haven't you done enough damage yeah. um, 
And he, yeah, there's a bit where he goes, get out of here, he screamed, raising one hand as if to hit her. Whoa! Like, Nicholas Morrow, I'll put you in the ground, you motherfucker. You stay away from that girl. <laughs> oh my God, this guy, I hate him. Yeah, but yeah, I he mean, just yells at her that she killed Regina, basically. So yeah. Molly's like, fuck this. Oh God, she's terrified. Who wouldn't be? Yeah. So she runs home and this is like her lowest point so far. Oh yeah. to be. But who should call her when she gets home? Uh-oh. Why, it's Buzz! He's back, bitches! <laughs> and he's all sympathetic. He is. And because he's... He, this is quite understandable, too, because she's just yeah. been, like, picked on all day long and no one's talking to her. And suddenly there's this one sympathetic voice on the phone. So she's like... She fall, hey, well, <laughs> I mean, in fairness, it's kind of inevitable yeah. that she, she would end up just finding... Finding comfort in Buzz's words. Yeah. Because he's all like, well, you know what? Yeah, that wasn't your fault. Um, no one forced her to. Well, actually, Jan did. Kind Jan of did force her to go. Yeah. Where is Jan? Where did Jan go, man? <laughs> we need answers. <laughs> I'm telling you, she was a narc. <laughs> I think they'd have got Buzz then. Um, so he wants to meet her at Kelly's of later. Of course. Where else? Of course. <laughs> and she says yes. And then cut to Buzz. Yeah, we're and switching around to points of view all over the place in this book. Very, yes, to quite well, uh, the point of view of a villain, which we don't normally get. <laughs> True. And he's in this sort of grotty apartment. Oh my god, it's gas! It's a rundown apartment building with sagging clotheslines draped between <laughs> the brick buildings above the alley. It's like a play set for like Hell's Kitchen or something. <laughs> it's like this Where, is not Sweet Valley. Exactly. Where is this? Yeah. No. Where is it? I don't believe this. Uh, no, it's not sweet value. And then he says, you know he's bad. Man, I can't wait to get out of this dump. He growled. How dare he? Eating a cigarette. <laughs> <laughs> but in order to get out of Sweet Valley, he needed some money. Now, of course, like, he's the ultimate villain. Yeah. He calls Sweet Valley a dump. <laughs> I mean, There's no coming back from that. <laughs> forget being a drug dealer giving drugs to children. Yeah. It's once you diss Sweet Valley. If you diss Sweet Valley, you are out. <laughs> You've crossed the line. Big time. For shame, Buzz. <laughs> for shame. And we're told he owes us money, probably because he's constantly giving away drugs. Yeah. <laughs> he's got a very bad business model, in fairness. Like, he's not even giving away drugs to people who have a regular source of income. <laughs> he's just turning up at house, high school parties. Give them to 14 year olds. There you go. <laughs> so we hope some money is going to come in handy. It's like, his client base is is really low rent mm. if a middle class kid who is you know does not have massive wealth is his meal ticket yeah really that's the best you could do Buzz? he's so bad at this I'm <laughs> surprised he hasn't been caught by now yeah no in fairness uh, he is in Sweet Valley so we know well we need to know about the police force there true so cut to the Casadel Wakefield where Jess for the first time starts actually getting worried about administering this fund. Yeah, she's starting to worry that maybe she's spitting off more she can chew here because it's a lot of admin. Yes. And uh, by the way, there's something very obvious happens in this scene which you would think Jess would have thought of before. But anyway, Alice comes home late with Chinese food which were we not told Ned is allergic to all Chinese yes, food. Yes, yes. I, I wrote down <laughs> what trickery is this? Ned hates Chinese food. And it was a whole plot point in yeah. that one with the grandparents where it was a whole thing oh, that they couldn't got, go yeah. for dinner or the girls were going for dinner with the grandparents and they were like, oh, but well, we can't go because Ned hates Chinese food. He's <laughs> allergic to all of it. And like literally a page later, Ned is like popping a water chestnut into his <laughs> mouth. It's like, Ned, you treacherous bitch. I think he's just been lying to get out of going out Such with a liar. He didn't want to hang out with his parents-in-law, I guess. Yeah, fair enough. They were very sanctimonious. <laughs> but they were his parents. They were his parents. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 
I think Alice wouldn't throw tag uh, so weird um, because they were constantly talking about how terrible it was with working parents oh god so uh, anyway over dinner um Jessica tells her parents about her scholarship plan woes and is somehow amazed when her dad who lest we forget is a lawyer <laughs> says oh I'll sort that out for you yeah it's grand why did you think like, of asking yeah, your lawyer it's such father such an obvious solution but he's like yeah we, we do this kind of thing all the time it's yeah. fine I've got this and uh, Alice praises Jessica for her noble deeds and Jess is like oh well things always seem to work out for me unfortunately as my notes say this is true it's so <laughs> It's madden- maddeningly true. <laughs> <laughs> when will she get her comeuppance? Oh, man. So later, Jeffrey calls uh, calls over and he and Liz are watching TV and she she tells him about what happened with Molly and Jeffrey agrees that everyone at school is just taking out their own sort of rage and grief and guilt. Yeah, Liz does feel kind of guilty for like not even giving Molly a chance to talk I guess hmm. or it's kind of been weighing on her a bit yeah yeah, and they agree that Molly has just been an easy target yes which is very very true yeah and she, Liz says that she can't bring herself to sort of you know get close to Molly but then mm. she remembers Justin so maybe he can help her <laughs> And she calls him and he is not happy. <laughs> it's so funny because he's just not having it. Yeah. like, Which is totally understandable because it's like, well, fucking you go be her friend like if yeah. you're so concerned. I'm trying yeah. to move on with my life. Also, Stop badgering me. <laughs> why is this your business? Oh my. Yeah, exactly. And the fact that he's not really having it Elizabeth just doesn't see this coming and she's like stung Elizabeth stared at the mouthpiece of the phone why was he reacting this way <laughs> and it's like well not everyone is actually desperate for your approval Elizabeth imagine <laughs> like first time for everything reality check for once in her life oh well if she doesn't really learn anything well no of course of course so Liz concedes defeat meanwhile poor old Molly is looking at her miserable face in the no. mirror and just thinking sad thoughts before sneaking out the window and Hitching a lift to Kelly's. Yeah. Again, nobody can go there sort of just <laughs> by regular means. So it's like, like it's a, there's a secret way to get to Kelly's and you can't, <laughs> can't just, be your you can't own just drive there. Can't be your own car. Or a bus. You can't walk there. No. <laughs> Gotta be kidnapped. It only appears after a hijacking <laughs> or hitchhiking. It's like the Brigadoon of bars. <laughs> yeah. And... Uh, Buzz is just in the car park for some reason. Yeah, I think it's because he's on the run from the cops or oh, whatever. That's so true, he's just kind yeah. of lurking in the car park. <laughs> and like he's like, going to buy some beers. Yeah. And she does. Oh, with her own money, by the way. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, she goes in. And remember the last time Regina went went to Kelly's with, Nick, with not Nicholas, uh, with Justin? Yes. And we were told it was like, oh. It was actually kind of grand. Yeah. No, not anymore. No. <laughs> It's a bad night in Kelly's. <laughs> it certainly is. Even the bartender's all puffy eyed. Oh no. Where's that yeah, where's that friendly man that was cleaning glasses the last time? <laughs> Maybe just the day shift. Maybe. Nighttime, Kelly's Uh-oh. things start to go down. This raucous country and western music seating from the flashing I think, it's like the um, I just keep thinking of the bar in Blues Brothers ah, where there's like chicken wire <laughs> the chicken wire and just a lamp and bottles of the band all night <laughs> that actually is probably what it's like or yeah. maybe Roadhouse oh and- yeah. Roadhouse Where is Dalton When you need him Love the Roadhouse Knocking some heads <laughs> Yeah <laughs> So uh, Yeah The bartender Just like uh, You're clearly underage But what the fuck Yeah so Gives us some Two Millers An actual Yeah brand name beer mentioned mm. That's the first I think That they were delighted to be <laughs> Associated with underage <laughs> drinking and creepy pubs. 
And on the way out with the beer, uh, she with Molly overhears some some of the barflies, and they're talking about Buzz. Yeah. And yeah, they're they're being very, very trivial. They're trivializing the tragedy because they're talking about so ah some he's been hiding out since some stupid kid got herself killed at some Mickey Mouse high school party. <laughs> I don't know why I'm giving the old timey gangster voice. <laughs> it just seems, it sort of, feels right. Yeah, <laughs> just go with it. It's fine. <laughs> Uh, and Molly is horrified and she sort of has like God when when will they stop haunting me yeah but her reverie is interrupted by Buzz she's like uh, come here uh, <laughs> where's my beer <laughs> <laughs> and in the car he is so creepy oh he is he's gross he's oh yeah he should be arrested <laughs> well I mean I'm sorry he should be arrested <laughs> he, for a lot of things he should be <laughs> I mean yes we're all in agreement there <laughs> but he should be arrested for what he does now yeah. because he's all like Crooning in a ear, and he's so greasy and gross. (laughs) His lank locks, we were told, when he was uh, when he was in his dingy apartment, (laughs) and so he's crooning in a ear about how great she is. Yeah, uh, people don't understand you either. Oh, they like to criticize you. Yeah, he's like, oh, we're not like you and me. Stroking her arm. Oh, get off her. She's sixteen. Stop us. What age are you? Yeah, we don't know, but he's like, he's, I mean, he's too old. Definitely. And yeah. uh, a part of her is horrified, understandably, and she's sort of thinking about Regina's, you know, what happened to Regina and that Buzz was, was clearly not showing any remorse at all. Yeah, like her instincts are kicking in and she's like, what the fuck am I doing here? Mm. But, but she's then, just so downtrodden, I think, from everybody being so mean to her. Well, exactly. And because another part of her just wants to be loved. Yes. And accepted. Which is very relatable, yeah. Yeah, it does feel quite real. Mm. And then he gives her a uh, massive joint, mm-hmm. and because he's just giving away the drugs again, just handing them out. <laughs> and she's all like, mm, "Escape, escape!" <laughs> oh God, Molly, <laughs> that is some strong stuff. Yeah, nails once. Jesus, what's like, in that joint? Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, "Oh, Molly, I have to leave town, but I don't want to be torn away from you. If only you could join me." Mm. And possibly because she's uh, stoned on one drag of a slip <laughs> and uh, and half a beer, she's. She's suckered in by his clear, his wily manipulations. Oh, yeah. Like, it's such manipulation. But, like, poor Molly. Yeah. Oh, no, it's really sad. Yeah. And he's actually, this is very cunning of Buzz. He is quite good at manipulating people. Because he he says, you know, it's not like you're going to have to stay away. You just go away with me, but everybody will miss you. And then you can go home. Yeah. Which is a really He plays it just right, doesn't he? He just, God damn you, Buzz. Son of a bitch. And of course, the only problem is he needs some cash. Mm-hmm. And then Molly reveals she has a college saving fund. Oh, Molly. And he's like, oh, great. Can you get the money out? Yes. Well, meet me tomorrow. Give oh, me and we'll fuck. leave. And she's like, yeah, fine. Yeah. Which is really sad. She's kind of annoyed as well then because she's just like, yeah, they'll be sorry I'm gone type of yeah. thing. And she's like, that goody, goody Elizabeth Wakefield. <laughs> <laughs> so, yes, you tell her. <laughs> Even though obviously, you know, you're going to be proven to be wrong, but still, it's satisfying. Yeah. <laughs> She gets her moment of she anticipating does. it. <laughs> yeah. well, that's something. <laughs> so early the next day uh, in the Wakefield house, Jess is surprised by a visit from Nicholas, who's troubled yet hunky. Ooh, <laughs> he's so handsome, so sad. <laughs> well, that is literally what Jess is thinking. <laughs> she's Look, so funny. She's so gross. Because after telling him about the scholarship, she's just like, oh, I'll have another go with this. Yeah. <laughs> In a way, you kind of have to admire her hustle. It's just like she does sure. not let up. She is consistent, if nothing else, and will never let an opportunity go by. Very good point. <laughs> not okay. to flirt with a handsome dude. Grieving a sister? No problem. Jessica's no. on it. <laughs> so just another opportunity. One, one person's difficulty is one hustler's opportunity. One door closes, Jessica fucking breaks in the window. 
goes to sister and gets <laughs> Jessica. <laughs> um, and she's so awful. She's really like all faux modest. Like, oh, who, me? Oh, God. And so um, then he takes her hand. It's like, oh, you're so amazing. But of course, as soon as Elizabeth come in, comes in, he drops it. <laughs> she, she, Jessica's forgotten. It's <laughs> amazing. I love this. And he needs, of course, like everybody else, to talk to Liz and get her wise counsel. So he offers to drive her to school. And he tells her what happened with Molly. And he feels really awful. As well he should. Exactly. Yeah. And he, actually in fairness to him, he doesn't want Liz to sort out all these problems but just says look you know I I know that I have to do this myself but just if you see her in the meantime tell her yeah it is quite funny though because he, he kind of yeah he says all that to her but he's also like um, you know uh, he had very little contact with most of the Sweet Valley High crowd and like, that's not true <laughs> we know that's not true he knows about everything that's going on in that fucking school he's never not there yeah. good point um so for now, it sort of hits Liz that Molly is really in a bad way. She's completely alone, yeah. Yeah. And she admits that, okay, this really isn't fair. And actually says, oh God, what have we done? Fuck, yeah. yeah. So at school, she's still a bit torn because she tells herself Molly has her own friends. Does she? Yeah, like... She clearly doesn't. Justin was her friend. Jan is fucking nowhere to be found <laughs> wherever she disappeared she's off to. She's been posted to another school. She's gone to another school to her 21 Jump Street thing. <laughs> um, so like, yeah, she quite obviously is all on her own. So I don't know what she thinks she's doing like or who she'd be hanging out with. I know. And there's, it's, I mean, this just feels a bit like a time wasting scene because yeah. she sees Molly from a distance but just like, oh, no, I can't do it. Yeah. So she realises she has to talk to Justin again. And of course, he's in the library, the oh, home of the brooding. That's where, that's where you go to brood. It is. He's trying to write a letter on Hamlet. Very apt, very broody. Very much. Somebody else whose girlfriend died. Oh, God. And uh, he gazes out the window as his classmates frolic. He wishes he could be as carefree as them. Oh. Very poignant. And we're reminded of his tragic backstory. Yes. As, as Liz arrives. And she offers him a deal. She does, because she kind of she kind of weasels her way in oh, first. Right? She She's does. like, oh, Hamlet, oh, maybe I can help you with your English paper if you do this for me. <laughs> <laughs> She's an expert at using her meddling powers yeah. for her own ends. And uh, she says, look, Regina's gone, but like, you can't let another life be destroyed. It's kind of well. the same conversation they already had. Like, yeah, well, really, there's a lot of repetition yeah. in this book, really. And... Yeah, won't well, bring Regina back and it's not fair. And then Justin remembers a time uh, when Molly rescued an injured duck. Mm, yes. It's got a sweet tale. <laughs> it is cute, yeah. <laughs> uh, it's a bit random. And he's like, okay, I'll think about it. And um, after Liz goes, he's like, oh shit, I probably should talk to her. This isn't really fair. But will Molly even listen to him now? Mm. Well, probably not. And in the library, as well, I guess, I don't know, a sociopath Jess <laughs> is wondering if she has a chance at Nicholas now. That's so good. Oh, they're in the, cafe- they're in the cafeteria because oh, she's, she's eating french fries as she says it. Uh, <laughs> do, you, do you think there's any hope for me? With Nicholas, I mean. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she's, uh, she's so classy. <laughs> and Lila says she's just being polite because people with breeding are always very gallant. <laughs> Okay. If you say so. <laughs> I give you Boris Johnson. Oh, God. So many examples of that not <laughs> being true. That's just the first person that came into my head. Yeah. There was a very long list. And Jess is like, oh, God, the scholarship. It was going to be a lot of work. Ugh. Yeah, no shit. <laughs> yeah. Kel, yeah. Kel surprise. Mm-hmm. Of course, as soon as she started this up and uh, 
doesn't actually want to do any work on it. And Lila has some hot gossip. Ooh. It's about Sandy Bacon. Oh, Paul. <laughs> Old crispy bacon. <laughs> she's she's fallen in love. Ooh. With Manuel Lopez. Manuel Lopez. As Cara says, that Mexican guy. <laughs> Even though he's in her class. Oh, yeah. Where do they not know? And uh, Jessica remembers that Sandy's dad is a big old bigot. Oh, God. Who yeah. wrote a letter to the paper. Sounds pretty bad. Fuck. Yeah, it's not good. <laughs> but it's all kind of set up now for the next book oh, as well. Or just so, sort of yes. like sowing the seeds for it. Yes. Uh, we're told that, uh, remember how embarrassed Sandy was when her father wrote that letter to the editor of the Sweet Valley News about how the town was being overrun by immigrants? Yikes. He's a real bigot. Uh, by the way, uh, this town is not being overrun by immigrants. There aren't any. As far the, as we yeah, what immigrants? <laughs> like, <laughs> far from the racism of the view, like <laughs> there are no immigrants. There's none. <laughs> well, apart from Manuel. Anyway, well, he's going to be uh, playing a starring role in the in the next book. Mm. But anyway, Liz, you know, Jess is intrigued by the thought of some some tension because that's what keeps her real. She loves it. She lives for the drama. <laughs> Always. <laughs> Liz approaches them then looking for Molly to apologise and Jess is outraged at the thought and uh, accuses Liz of not caring about Regina. <laughs> this is her at her worst and as as I, it dawned on me when I was reading this, if people had treated her like this after Annie tried to kill herself... Oh my God. Could you imagine? Yeah. And that was much more directly related Fucking hell. in that Jessica had a campaign against she, Annie. An active campaign against her, like, yeah. yeah. A, a very vulnerable person. Jesus, yeah. Oh my like, God. <laughs> a bit of self-awareness, Jess. Fucking hell. Bad chance. No way. So nobody brings this up, sadly. Mm. Uh, but Kara helps Liz out by saying that she overheard Molly asking someone conveniently for directions to the bank. And Jessica actually tries to stop her going. And um, yeah, like she puts her hand on Liz's arm and everything or like grabs her wrist and she's like, you're not actually going looking for her, are you? And it's like, uh, up, Jessica. She just loves hating people and <laughs> yeah. judging people. I mean, I know we love hating her, but like... We know she runs on spite, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. It's like her, her fuel source. Her main motivator. Yeah. So at the bank, Molly is all shifty as she tries to get out all her money, but she uh, she does. And th- yeah, it's a bit pointless that there's all this like, well, are you closing your account? Oh, there's like a lot of pages. faffing around. It's like, lads, just get on with it. We don't care about the <laughs> bank admin side of things. <laughs> all you need to know is she's got her money out. She's got about two grand. She does, yeah. And she's uh, going to take her buzz that far, really. Yeah. I'm living on it. I don't know. Down Mexico way. <laughs> and she bumps into into Liz, who brings up Regina and Justin. But Molly thinks that Liz just wants to sort of lay more blame on her. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because um, <laughs> Elizabeth is like talking about how they need to have a conversation. And oh, it's just it's so funny because Molly's just had enough of everybody yeah. and she's really fed up. But she's just like, no thanks, I've been your scapegoat long enough, Elizabeth. You can take your talking and <gasps> shove it. Yay! <laughs> good for you, Molly. Well, except not good for you. But this is it. Like, it's always so satisfying when people tell Elizabeth to fuck off. But then they're always wrong for doing yes! it in the oh. long run. But still, it's, it's so nice to hear it when it happens. It really is. <laughs> at least it gets, it's, it's like venting a bit. Yeah. Pointless, but you feel a bit better just afterwards. Just let off a little bit of steam. It's exactly. okay. <laughs> but, yep, Molly is, is determined to go. Nothing's got to stop her getting out of this shithole. Uh, not that she calls it that, but you know, I'm, I'm, I'm enjoying the Sweet Valley hatred, especially what's coming up in a couple of books. There's uh, more pions of praise to how amazing Sweet Valley is. So mm-hmm. I'm glad at least Buzz says the jump. <laughs> just balance it out a tiny bit. Yeah, just a bit. 
at school, of course, meanwhile, Justin is is looking for Molly, and there's quite a cheesy bit where he's like he's trying to push his way against the crowds, lead, leaving the cafeteria. And he's like, just like me, he always going against the stream. Oh, shut up, Justin. <laughs> <laughs> Get over yourself. <laughs> he realizes anyway that he gave up on Molly too quickly, and he was just using his own guilt as an excuse to shut her out. Yes, but he can't find her. And then he finds Chrome Dome Cooper. Oh, it's so funny. Yeah, because he knows Molly's class schedule. So he like waits outside the classroom that he knows she should be in. In the corridor. In the corridor. And then the headmaster turns up and he's basically the principal from Back to the Future. Yes. Like he literally calls him a slacker at one point. <laughs> You're a slacker, McFly. Yeah. <laughs> or Belson. Uh, yeah, and he's an absolute dick. Oh, yeah. Because he must know about Justin's troubled family circumstances. Surely, yeah. And he is not very sympathetic. He's like, ah, oh, you're under tension. And while Chrome Dome is ranting, which goes on for a very long time. Oh my God, pages. Yeah, literally, yeah. Um, Justin catches Liz's eye and sees her looking. She's all worried. So he knows something's, something's up. But up. he has no choice. Yeah, he has to hold his attention now. And meanwhile, Liz um, is worried because obviously Justin has not found Molly. Mm. And she heads to the Oracle with Jess, who calls it a dump. <laughs> so it's like so it's like a good excuse to criticise true and Liz White says you're one to talk <laughs> given the state of the Hershey bar it's very fair and Olivia understandably asks what are you doing here Jess and it turns out she wants to co-write a thing about the scholarship yeah which of course she isn't co-writing at all no not she just sits there <laughs> yeah while Liz writes it yeah it's very long and it's uh, quite ableist yeah but are we surprised no <laughs> I mean <laughs> Not at all. It's all about Regina's quote, triumph over deafness. Christ almighty, <laughs> lad. And Jess literally does nothing. She, she doesn't. She is just But it's so funny. Like, they read out the whole entire fucking thing. Oh, and it's really long. It's so long, but like, literally like, a hush descends on the room because <laughs> it's so amazing. And Penny, who's like the editor, is like, it's perfect, front page. It's like, you do not edit Elizabeth Wakefield when she's on her own. put it straight on there. <laughs> yeah. And then someone behind them says, this is a pretty solid bunch. Who could it be? Yay! It's Mr. Collins! <laughs> <laughs> we have a, quite a detailed reminder of his charm. So sexy. He's a young Robert Redford, don't you know? <laughs> and uh, Liz, why does she enable her stupid bitch of a sister? <laughs> she lets Jessica take credit for the whole thing. That's so weird. Like, Jessica literally did nothing. Yeah. Uh, anyway, Penny wonders very tritely. Why do kids ever do drugs? Oh God, it's, it's, an, it's another fucking end. very special episode of Sweet Valley yeah, High. You're like, only going yeah. nowhere if you don't say no. Oh. And Jessica's like, well, it's all Molly's fault. And to Jessica's outrage, Liz disagrees. Yeah. And Mr. Collins kind of agrees as well and sort of makes... Or, he's you very know, sensible. He is, in fairness. He's very reasonable. He's having a good teacher moment, yeah. in fairness, too. He's, he's, not even, he's not even being inappropriate or anything. No, that's true. He's not asking any of them to jitterbug. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, he he says, well, if it's Molly's responsibility, then it's everyone's. Yeah. And, you know, how you're treating, he hears how they're treating Molly and he's like, that's really not fair. And Olivia admits, yeah, I guess we're, and actually, fairness to Olivia, she was quite close to Regina because of going out with Roger. Of course, yeah, yeah, yeah. So she admits that they're all taking out their pain on her. And Mr. Collins sensibly says, well, what about about her pain? Yeah. Yeah, he quite sensibly says at one point, uh, that like yeah she's she's not going to be able to get out of that trap if you keep pushing her back in it's like, oh, wise watcher. very wise yes but of course Jessica is actually she's so she's such a terrible person she's so <laughs> determined to hate Molly that uh, 
Liz is actually upset. She says it hurt her sometimes that her sister could be insensitive to Oof. other people. Then you must be upset 24 hours a day. Oh my God. Like, never not. This is constant with her. And Jessica, she's a really mixed, messed up kid. Jessica said feebly, not meeting her teacher's eyes. <laughs> she's into drugs. Like she's so determined to be a to massive hate prick. Her, yeah. But she's like just looking for, for excuses. Mr. Collins says no time for this. And... Um, he says, well, if she's into drugs, some pain must have driven her there because people don't end up with drug problems and they're really, really happy. True. Yeah. And when Liz reveals that Molly went to the grave looking for absolution, Penny is like, look, maybe we have a story here saying everybody has a responsibility to keep their friends from drugs. And Jessica objects to that. Laid <laughs> <laughs> Rand over there. <laughs> everybody is like, nobody is dependent on anybody else. Yeah, like the tide is turning and Jessica's just like, nope, nah, nope, not doing it. <laughs> <laughs> And then uh, when Liz is like, she needs help, not hate, just tries to build human empathy. Uh, <laughs> it does not compute. <laughs> for which Mr. Collins praises her for up to the bare fucking the minimum. fucking barest of minimums, <laughs> my God. <laughs> so Liz writes a column on the subject. She's still worried. Meanwhile, Justin is in his tragic home <laughs> where he's tucking up his tranquilizered mother. Oh, God. So it's like zogged out and he's like putting a blanket around Yeah, her. she's asleep on a couch and it's like, nobody does that in Sweet Valley. <laughs> what? You sleep in your bed. <laughs> also, you're not like zogged out on Tomasa Patch. <laughs> <laughs> um, and for all, just to me, just as a pathetic little cheese sandwich oh, dinner. Man. It's very yeah. poignant. And a glass of orange juice. They do oh, not go together. No, I was thinking the cheese. Yeah. Ooh, <laughs> anyway. Got to get some vitamins in somewhere. (laughs) And it turns out that earlier he tried to call Molly, but it was told, no way. Yeah, again, part of the being grounded. Mm. (laughs) She can't have visitors or any phone calls. No. And then Liz rings him and tells him about seeing Molly coming out of the bank. Oh, yeah. Of course, because when she met Molly at the bank, Molly had like stacks of cash in her hand. (laughs) Just like wads of 50s. Very inconspicuous. (laughs) And obviously Justin is worried. And he says, look, I'll uh, collect you gotta go yeah because imme- immediately he's like fuck she's running away so, yeah which is sensible actually yeah. deducing the logical thing mm. so they um they drive over to molly's where they see her getting out and getting into a car and driving away yeah and she's got a huge big like backpack with her so, yeah, so it's, it's like uh oh shit she is running away and of course where's she going it's Kelly's. <laughs> of course. And who's in the car park? Fucking Buzz. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> and Liz is like, call the cops and tell them to head south on the old Route 7. Yeah, in fairness, very, Ju- Justin, Justin's very uh, good at figuring shit out. Yeah. Because <laughs> he's like, there's an old abandoned highway out of town. That's the way he'll be going. It's like, all right, Justin, you're on the ball. Yeah, well done. <laughs> they should have had him trying to catch Buzz all this time. Like, <laughs> You'd have actually the caught cops. him in five minutes. Yeah. And uh, yeah, so he, he's going to follow them. So he tells Liz to to get the cops to go out she's going to call them from the payphone yeah yeah. so he's going to follow them though she does mean she's going to be left behind in the car park of Kelly's (laughs) you can't imagine it's very pleasant she'll be fine (laughs) so Buzz and Molly um, drive off with Justin in pursuit and Molly looks back and sees Justin's car which of course she recognises and Buzz speeds off and Justin this is all very dramatic actually very dramatic car chase yes Justin managed to overtake them and stop in the middle of the road yeah and Molly tries to tell him to go. But he's like, no, I'm, I'm not letting you cross the border with Buzz. <laughs> Surprisingly. And Buzz is all coked up. Oh man, he, yeah, he, he must be actually. Yeah, yeah, the way he's carrying on. He's all twitchy. <laughs> yeah. I think Justin says that he thinks that she's, uh, that he's, he's taken a few toots. Uh, yeah, because at first he's like, 
trying to get Molly to get back in the car, but then he's like, all right, just give me the money. Yeah. So he tries to take Molly's bag off her um, so he can just bail out with that. Yeah, because Molly then is sort of, she's sort of overwhelmed. Yeah. And, uh, and Justin is pleading for her to stay and says... Uh, you know, don't let Buzz wreck your life like yeah. he did Regina's. Don't let Regina die in vain. Oh my God. And that's when uh, Buzz like, oh, fine, give me the cash. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and as you say, goes for the bag and he has a knife. Oh no! <gasps> and just leaps between Molly and the blade. So heroic. <laughs> oh, very dramatic. Ted standoff, Buzz lunges, misses uh, and finally just uh, grabs a stick and uh, it's, like, <laughs> it's like, okay, Justin. <laughs> knocks the knife out of his hand. Yeah. Just as the cops arrive. Yeah, they're just kind of scuffling and like fighty, fighty, fighty until yeah. the cops arrive, basically. <laughs> and uh, that's it. Buzz has finally been arrested. Hey. It only took finally. citizen's arrest, basically, <laughs> to take him down. So next day, Liz is in her sacred space, the Oracle office, when Molly appears. And she apologises for causing all this commotion last night. And this like, that's great. Yeah, I think uh, Jeffrey had picked up Liz from the car park in Kelly's and they kind of... They turned up Followed the them out onto the scene. Because the then... cops do not care about this. Oh. <laughs> it's so silly. And they took Molly home. Yes. And it turns out now the haunted look has gone from her eyes. Hooray. She's turning over a new leaf. <laughs> and uh, she's like, oh, thanks for persuading Justin to save me. And it's like, well, he always wanted to save you. Yeah. He just needed to kick up the horse. <laughs> and now Molly's like, oh, you know, maybe I'll write a story for the Oracle. I like this mellow vibe. Oh, maybe I, I want to work at school now. <laughs> why, why is she talking like somebody out of a I, I don't know, Anna. Why, why is she? Because <laughs> she's a criminal. She's like, I never wanted to work at school before, but now I do. <laughs> Gee, thanks, Liz. <laughs> it's the old Wakefield magic for you. And it turns out, Again, Mr. Collins doing good work. Yeah. He's got to talk to her parents and get them into group counselling. Good. Fucking hell, her parents are terrible. Oh my God, they're so terrible. <laughs> Jesus. So I'm glad Mr. Collins is on her side. Yeah. And he's going to nominate her for the scholarship next year. Oh, the scholarship. That's very sweet. I actually. think that is genuinely really yeah. cute and nice. And she's like, oh, but will tomorrow's mind? And Liz's like, no, they'll be delighted. Yeah. Because it'll show that something good has happened. Hooray. And then Jess comes in. It's all awkward because she can't be horrible to Molly now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And right before Jess comes in, it's like a moment of truth friendship passed between the two girls. Oh, yeah. Molly smiled gratefully. It's like, they are never going to have another meaningful no. interaction for the rest of this entire fucking series no. and the hundred books that are left. I, I guarantee it. I like. genuinely can't remember Molly no, ever turning up she's again. she's out. Like, fuck off with your true friendship. <laughs> we are not buying that for a second. I think Justin ever even turns up again. <laughs> anyway, um, Jessica wants a, a lift after cheer practice or something. Uh, so it's just basically an excuse to get her... Um, Bring her in and and show her en route to cheering where she meets Kara. And while they're they're on their way to the, I don't know, pitch, wherever they practice. Yeah. They see a canoodling couple. <gasps> oh my goodness. Who could it be? Why, it's Crispy Bacon. <laughs> <laughs> so that's just what I call her. Sandy Bacon just is a horrible combination of words. True. And I hate it. <laughs> <laughs> well, Manuel Lopez does, clearly doesn't mind because it, it is he. <laughs> it is he. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, Cara mentions that when she asked Jeannie West if Sandy and Manuel were together, she was a bit shifty. Mm. And when they get to the practice, Sandy is not there. Is it forbidden love? And Jessica thinks, it with parents like Sandy's, this could reach the proportions of Romeo and Juliet. Oh my God. enough death. Yeah. <laughs> Never enough death. Good point. And <laughs> uh, that's it. That's it, yeah. That was outcast. Mm. It was actually, I have to say, it was a 
quite a good book. It was, in fairness, yeah. Like, it, you know, I mean, there was a bit of repetition in the tormented yeah, scenes. But a little it, bit. It had a bit of tension. But it's a decent amount of fallout as well from, mm. from such a big dramatic event. Yeah, True. I mean, it's going to end here. But, you know. Yeah. It's been a week. <laughs> I'll be fine. So, uh, do we have any uh, outfits and uh, stats? Oh, uh, yes. Okay, well... We have the blue-green eyes got mm. two mentions. Oh my goodness, I think that's an all-time low. It's pretty low. Uh, but the blondness got five mentions. Okay. Which okay. is kind of a nice solid average. Mm. Outfits, like, literally nothing. I, I think was... everybody was too depressed to wear anything fun. <laughs> Molly I was wears thinking a, that like, when I was reading Yeah, it. Molly wears a denim jacket at one point and <laughs> it's like, I guess that's our lot for this book. Whoa. Oh, there were no parties. No parties, actually. Oh, that's probably the first time there's been <gasps> no party or dance or some kind of a fucking gathering, you know? I think you're right. Yeah. Wow. You know things are serious. Man. Well, that yeah. is a mark of respect for R.I.P. Regina. book. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you for everybody for sharing your, your thoughts on, um, on, on, on the last, uh, the last discussion of On the Edge, which yeah. I know touched a lot of your hearts. The book, oh. not necessarily us uh, <laughs> laughing at. Well, yeah. I'd be moved by it. <laughs> so we did get some great responses. So we did. We, we always love your, your tweets and emails. Yes. And actually, thanks to Katie Olson. She sent us an email because remember, we were worry- wondering why Bruce was in a class with Amy in the first place. Yes. To kick off that whole project. But she was saying that often like classes like social studies are often like a mixed grade class. Ah. So you could kind of decide to do that class or sometimes students could be behind their peers and yeah. then they'd have to take a junior class to like make up Makes sense. that. Bruce would be behind So either Bruce is a slacker which yeah. is very possible exactly. <laughs> or else it was just a mixed grade class ah. or it was just a lack of continuity on the ghostwriter's part or all three. No. <laughs> I'd like to believe it's all three. Yeah. Wow, we did not well obviously we didn't do it in, in Irish schools No. it's very sp- specific No, you curriculum. have your year and that's kind of who you did stick with. Did in college with. but that's different. Okay, yeah. But you know for literature classes right, and okay. stuff but um, yeah well okay I feel kind of guilty for thinking that was a massive plot on the last one yeah, like, oh, it turns really? out it's not it's just the American school system fair enough we apologise well I, I mean if this podcast has taught us anything is that there are loads of things <laughs> we do not know there's a shitload we don't know <laughs> and doubtless more uh, holes of ignorance will be revealed in the next one um, <laughs> so uh, thank you for listening to uh, to Outcast uh, you can of course always follow us and share your thoughts on this or any other Sweet Valley tidbit at SVH Podcast at Twitter where uh, you can get us an email at svhpodcast at gmail.com which we do love receiving mm-hmm. and we are proud members of the Headstuff Podcast Network and you can follow the network and all the podcasts at uh, HS Pod Network and This Headstuff and we will be back in another fortnight when we discover what happens <laughs> Well. Sandy Bacon <laughs> not wearing her cool jacket this time Aww. and Manuel Lopez are <gasps> caught, caught in, in the, the middle. middle see you then everybody thanks for listening bye <laughs> this podcast is part of the Headstuff Podcast Network being a parent can be really challenging It's normal to feel uncertain about whether you're doing the right things to raise healthy and happy children. That's why Child and Family Resource Network focuses on connecting pregnant parents and those with kids under the age of five with free support services to help them build confidence in their parenting journey. Everyone deserves to have someone they can turn to for support with parenting. Visit childandfamilyresourcenetwork.org today.